Recorded live by the funniest lesbian comedians who call Western New York home, it's Transformation Thursday. Hi, my name is Bill Satry, and because I still haven't figured out how to say no to Amy, I have re-upped as the big voice of my favorite podcast. Your hosts for this journey through Tangentville are Sarah Cannon from Honey, oh, Honey, Hon, Honey on Knee. Where's the pronunciation guy? Falls of New York. Well, that town. Honeyoy Falls, New York. And Amy Stevens, who hails from White Bear Lake, Minnesota, don't you know? But now, both call Rochester, New York, not Minnesota, their home. Recorded live on the frozen side of hell. It's Transformation Thursday. My name is Amy Stevens, and my pronouns are she, her. And my name is Sarah Cannon, and my pronouns are she, her. This is a very special episode of the podcast as we mourn losing Natalie Walker. Well, I mean, lose as in she's no longer able to be on the podcast, but the last time I checked, she is alive and well, and we have spoken, and she knows she is welcome back. Uh, for guest hosting duties, or maybe we can talk about spinning off another podcast down the road. Ooh, spin off! That's we're we're doing some um, teases there, right there. But oh, yeah. um, but joining me as a new co-host of Transformation Thursday is Rochester-based comedian Sarah Cannon. Hello, Sarah, Amy. Oh well, thank you for the lovely introduction. But before you get to learn more about me. The big voice of Transformation Thursday, Bill Satry, is going to remind you that what you are listening to is copyrighted material. This is Bill Satry, the big voice of Transformation Thursday, here to remind you that what you're listening to is copyrighted material. All rights reserved 2022. You can find Transformation Thursday online by searching for at Trans Thurs Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. On Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star rating and a glowing review. It's free and does help get Transformation Thursday to a larger audience. Welcome back to Transformation Thursday. My name is Sarah Cannon, and my pronouns are she, her. And I'm Amy Stevens, and my pronouns are she, her. Sarah. Yes, you Amy. You, you said you wanted to start your own podcast, but... Here you are on Transformation Thursday, the fourth co-host to have to, well, you're the third co-host to have to put up with me. Yeah. And you're the fourth overall podcast co-host. So I guess third time is not the charm. Ooh. Yeah. It's the fourth. The fourth. fourth. Yeah. So there you go. Well, Natalie's a sweetheart and we love her here, but you know, for, yes. she has things going on in her life and she just can't make the commitment. So I appreciated her letting me know. And here we are. And um, definitely. Yeah. 2022 already. Where did 2021 go? I don't know. It literally left without me realizing it. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know about you, but I thought 2021 was going to be a lot better than 2020. Yeah. I had the same hope. Yeah. Everybody did, but that hope was kind of short lived, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was about maybe two weeks in the summer. And then we realized, oh, this all went to, to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when we took off our masks for like 30 minutes? Wasn't that amazing? <laughs> it's amazing how short lived that excitement was. <laughs> we're vaccinated. We can go do stuff again. And then like Christmas time, we're like, fuck, no, we can't. 
this is just like last Christmas. <laughs> but so no, but so how's your 2022 kicking off? I mean, any good changes so far? Anything, anything? I think it's going pretty well. I mean, we're only a month in. So I think my expectations are set pretty low. I am enjoying more time on the couch, reading some good books, listening to good music. I'm grateful for my job. I'm grateful for my friends. Like I said, I mean, that's, I think that's about as good as it's going to get right now. I guess we'll see what the coming months have, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, excited just to be content with those things at the moment. Now, are you, I don't think I've seen you out at a mic recently. Are you laying low from the mic scene right now? Just kind of waiting out the numbers where you at with, with your public life? Yeah, I think I'm, uh, I'm trying to balance between paranoid and reckless. So I'm somewhere in the middle. I see the numbers going up and I just don't realize, I don't think I want to subject myself to open mics at the moment, but I'm hoping uh, maybe February, March, I will feel a little more brave and venturing out into the crowds of people into the unknown. So we'll see. I'm, I miss, I do miss the mics. I, I enjoy doing the mics because it is like, you know, as comedians, we know that's the, that's the place where we get to practice and really, you know, fine tune some of our jokes and see what works and doesn't. And I do miss that part of it. I feel like I'm kind of rusty on testing out new material. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And oh, I'm actually looking at the numbers right now from Monroe County, where we live. January 12th, they reported 1,518 new cases. And let's see here. January 25th, so most current numbers as of yesterday, because we were recording here on the 26th of January, Mm -hmm. 331 with a rolling average of 665. Yeah, that's not as low as I'd like it to be. So I guess I'm kind of, I guess I had a friend talk to me about this actually, because some people are intentionally getting it to like get it over with, so to speak. And I just think, yeah, I, even if it was the flu, like who's running out to go get the flu? I'm not, I'm not going to just be aggressive about it. I'm going to like, it's going to have to play hard to get if it wants to get me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not taking, I'm not quite taking your approach on that. I I'm, I'm pretty much going out, living my life, (laughs) doing everything I would do pre COVID at this point. And the only real differences right now is like where I have to wear a mask. I wear a mask, but, but at this point it's like, I've had the boosters. I had a friend over for, you know, new year's and they ended up with COVID nobody in my family that, you know, got COVID. And so it's like, I, I don't, I'm just tired of hiding and I'm, I'm just ready to live my life. I hear you. No, that's, I think that's a really valid perspective. I mean, I, I'm not judging anybody for doing what they got to do. Um, I think everybody has to find their own comfort level and, you know, hopefully as a little more time for me passes, maybe I'll feel a little bit better. No, but I think I understand why, you know, if, you know, you're hearing with the Omicron variant that if it is minor, you know, the symptoms are relatively minor, why not take the chance? And then you also on the flip side of that, you know, if you have a breakthrough with the booster, then your immunity increases like by a thousand fold. So, right. I mean, and if you're healthy, that seems like a pretty safe play. That's true. No, that's a good point. That's a good point to have like Superman immunity. That'd be kind of nice. Well, what about super person? Super person. You're right. Thank you. Yes. Super immunity. So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, so if you're going to get it and have a mild case and have that, 
you know, robust immune immunity. And I, you know, and I've read reports too, like, Hey, this might be the end of the pandemic. Yeah. That's what I've been hearing too. So, well, so that, that leads, that leads me to my next question. I think maybe this should become a regular feature on maybe the queer AF um, comedy podcast that we're going to launch a little bit later. Um, yeah. Just towards the end of the winter. But I mean, so have you done any queer comedy lately? Just in front of my mirror. Just in front of your mirror. Right, so you're yeah. practicing then in front of your mirror. I'm yeah, I'm trying to write some stuff and I'm trying to come up with some things and uh, there's no audience except me at the moment. Yeah, I but mean, it's it's tough going. What about I know some, our friend Cindy Arena, she's a friend of the podcast as well. What about doing some online mics and stuff with her? I know she's been very active in especially female comic groups doing that. Yeah, I've I've done I did some of those in the early days of the pandemic and I wasn't really a fan of the Zoom shows and doing online. I mean, I get why people do them. Mm-hmm. Haven't really been a fan of doing it online. I don't know why. Maybe I mean, I could venture out again, but it just the energy feels a little off to me. It is. Maybe that's something I just have to kind of like break through and just do it. You know, one of the things that I've only done one Zoom show and one of the ways that I I knew that going into it. So one of the things I did is I brought in props. Oh, that's a good idea. You you know, with my taxidermy joke, I have that joke about cutting it off. Yeah. And so I had I had had a cleaver. (laughs) Then 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 I had my pizza joke, you know, you know, like how long have you known? And I and I move that into a into a frozen pizza joke and then i had had a a box of frozen pizza that's that's actually good so i'm trying to add an element that with props that we wouldn't normally use on stage because on stage you're probably going to mime that or build that scene using improv terms you know yeah you know you have that visual there but you're losing so much of i mean even though zoom is visual you're still losing some energy. So even bringing some of that back in through props seem to help. That's a, I actually really like that strategy because yeah, as you're saying, like the energy that I'm missing is like, you can't really hear the audience laugh. And if they do laugh, it just drowns out you as the comic telling the jokes, because that's just the nature of the platform. So I like the idea of bringing something else in so that I can actually just kind of give you a very clear idea about what you're trying to say. I like that idea. Yeah. And I, I, the other thing about doing Zoom comedy is the, the couple shows that I, I've watched one and I've been on one and both of them really emphasize to the audience members, leave your cameras on and leave your microphones on. So that way you could at least get some of that visual and audio cues, but, yes. it, but, but, but it does change the timing of it. You you really have to pay right. attention to it because you can't talk over it as much like you said. So there is a difference there. So yeah. Yeah. Maybe. And maybe part of it too is like, I don't think we're ever going to go back to normal, so to speak. I think we'll have to kind of adjust some of these things, but we can I never go want- back. You can't go back, but like, I just don't want zoom to become like the regular thing. Like, I mean, I know it will be around, like I get it and doing yeah. things online is just kind of, that's where we're going a lot. Everything's online. Everybody's online doing stuff. Yeah, no. And that's just it, you know, but there's still some things we can't do online. So uh, we, we can simulate some of it, but not ever. <laughs> Some things we shouldn't be doing. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, yeah. So there's a lot of things that go into Zoom and try to bring some of it back in, but there's never going to be a replacement for a live audience and that human connection. Yeah. I, I like that, Amy. And I want, actually, I wanted to ask you about queer comedy because you mentioned it before. 
that we've got some things in the works. And I'm wondering, maybe our listeners would like to know what's in the fire, what's happening. Well, let's talk about that at the end of the show. Okay. Okay. But but as far as queer comedy, like what I have going on, it's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I actually got to be on the district queer comedy festival and I actually got to close that out. And that was the zoom show that I was on. And that was a lot of fun. Oh, right. Oh, nice. It was all queer comics and I got selected to be the closer for the whole festival. So I was, I was pretty pleased with that. I mean, I wouldn't say headline. I mean, it was still only a five, seven minute set, but for zoom, that's perfect. That's right. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah. And then, I mean, my whole thing, you know, with queer comedy is like anything that I think we can do as queer comics to normalize the queer experience for other queers and even for, you know, straight and cisgender audiences. I, you know, I'm all for it, you know, and like last night I did a five minute set at a comedy open mic here and it was this all crowd work and it was just all new material. And it just, it was, it felt good to get some new material and get up there on stage. So I can't wait to see you get back, get back on these comedy open mic stages. You have, well, I know, I know you're going to host my, you're, you're going to host the summer pride show here. We'll, we'll announce yes. that. that we're, we're way in the future for that, but that's going to be July 13th. So mark your calendars for that. If you're Ugh, be warm in, weather, you know, if we moved, I heard there's other places around the world that don't have winter. Are you kidding me? We can actually move to places that never have snow. Yeah. What? I had a friend, I had a friend of mine text me yesterday. She's like, yeah, look at this 65 degrees in January in California. Sucks to be you, Amy. I'm like, Thanks. Yep. I love that. I know. Why do we stay here, Amy? Why? The weather and the taxes, of course. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm, I agree. I, I, I feel the love and I'm very excited that I will be getting out there again, uh, telling some bad jokes to people who don't care and some that maybe people do care about. Yeah. Well, we'll figure it out. (laughs) So let's see. So yeah, other than that, there's some comedy going on around here. Uh, some new stuff in 2022. I've kind of stumbled into a little new relationship. So this, um, Ooh, yeah, I know, right? Nice. Yeah. How's that going? It's going very interesting. You know, I've never been involved with a thruple before. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that seems like it requires some coordination. You know, the biggest level of coordination is just understanding what it is and what it isn't. And mm. so, you know, the biggest thing that it is, is for all three of us, from what I at least understand, has been communicated to me, it's it's fun. And it's okay, non good non-monogamous, non, non-hierarchical, decentralized, just meaning that, you know, we can see who we want to see. And if we're able to get together, the three of us and hang out and do stuff we do. And okay. So it's been very rewarding. And so I've, I've enjoyed that and you know, been out on a couple other dates here and there recently. So yeah, I, I feel like I'm in a good spot. You know, I'm really glad to hear that. That's great. Relation- I'm glad that you can, you, you can experience that. Yeah. And I know I spent a lot of time in the fall talking about feelings and vulnerability and shared some of my my struggles. And, you know, and I, I feel like, you know, with all that, you know, it, it forced me to grow. And so this is part of that growth process. And, you know, I'm, I'm right now I'm just in the mindset of like, I'm just leading a charmed life and I'm in a great spot. I love that. Yeah. yeah so. Everybody deserves to feel like they're not just enough, but more than enough. And they're contented and they're happy and they're thriving. That's like yeah. the ultimate uh, human experience, I think. Yeah, and that's where I think that's where I feel like I'm at right now, and so I'm I'm very fortunate to be in this spot. And but it's come with a lot of ego checking, 
therapy and just doing the hard work of communication and being honest with not only the other people in my life, but especially me and starting with starting with me being honest with myself. And then that just blossoms out from there. So we're not really here to talk about me this whole time. We should also I talk about yeah, we should also talk about Sarah Cannon for a little bit. So yeah, Sarah, you're a comedian. You're a, you're an interpreter for who do you work for? I work for a large university. <laughs> yes, I work for a large academic institution as a sign language interpreter. That gives it away, but you'd have to do some research <laughs> if you don't know what that means. So, but tell us about your life story. You, where are you from? What, what brings you to Rochester? Oh, that's right. You're from here pretty much. I, yeah. It's not that exciting. I could say I'm from outside of Rochester, but that would just mean that I'm from a little suburb called Honey Eye Falls, which is about, you know, 20 minutes from downtown Rochester. So not technically that, isn't it? No, no, that's honey. Well, there's a town called Honeyoy, which is a lot farther, but I am from Honeyoy Falls. Gotcha. The it's falls. a little closer. Yes. There's a little, there's a little falls. That is one thing I share in common with other, other native comedian, Madeline Smith. You know, we're both from the same hometown. You know each other growing up. You're a little older than her memories. No, um, but funny enough, she may have, I'm not sure. She may have known my brother. Her and my brother are almost the same age. So that okay. is kind of interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, I'm from here. I grew up in, like I said, grew up in Honey Falls and pretty, I mean, pretty typical upbringing, you know, nothing to, uh, eh. is it? I know, right. We say that just to kind of avoid a lot of the issues we have to deal with as adults. Yeah. So <laughs> as an adult, you talked about doing the hard work, right? Going to therapy and being yeah. vulnerable and being honest with yourself. I've done a lot of that as an adult, I think over the past 15, 20 years, I've really developed a better sense of myself. I would say even just in the last five years, I've done my most growth as a person and what that means as far as who I am, my identity, what I care about, what I believe, what I value, yeah. especially in the, in the realm of my own personal identity coming out. I call myself a late bloomer lesbian. Late bloomer. But let's go back and say, well, where does comedy wrap into the last five years? Yeah. Comedy. I started doing comedy, I think in about 2017. So pre-COVID I took a class. There was actually a class that was offered. Yeah. We're not going to say the name. No, no. Took a class. And I, I thought that was cool. Class. Yeah. I, yeah. And people kind of poo poo that class, some of the comics around in the area, but that class can't teach you how to be funny, but it can teach you the basics of, you know, getting up on stage, working with the microphone, working with the cord, the mic stand, but more importantly, also the structure of a joke. Like yeah. there's, there's this, there's a premise, there's a setup, there's a punchline, there's tags, there's callbacks. Yes. And, and you know, we've had a bunch of new comics start out after, you know, lockdown ended, you know, earlier, or, you know, let's just say spring of 2021. And a lot of them, this came out and were telling funny stories, but because there wasn't really much of a setup, there wasn't much of a premise. There wasn't that, there wasn't much there for laughter, but, the, but you could feel like there were some gems. And I was like, you know, one of them came up to me and said, help me. And I'm like, okay, just write three to five good one minute jokes. Start with your premise, start with your setup, your punchline, and maybe a tag. But start yeah. with those basic elements and then build from there. 
And so I think that's what, you know, and I think that's what the class did for, I know for me, and it sounds like for you too, it just gave us a jump start on that process. Oh yeah. I, uh, it was an immense help just to understand that there was lingo and jargon that maybe you, maybe I kind of superficially knew about because I always loved stand-up comedy. I always appreciated it as an art form and something you could, you know, it's an art. That's what I consider it to be. Yeah. But, to, but to take a class like that, ju- you're right. I agree. It doesn't make you funny, but it, it can tell you how to make funny jokes. I think it can tell you where the pausing works better, or maybe this word for that word gets switched out. And it is about just like any writer who's writing anything. It's, it's constant rewriting. You're just revising and editing and revising and editing and going back and forth and trying new stuff out and s- to see what works. Yeah. And you started, I mean, so in 2017, you started, I started in 2018, but by 2019, you had started producing your own female only shows. Yeah. I was really excited. I was kind of having a little bit of imposter syndrome at that time because I had this idea that I wanted to do an all female showcase. And I wasn't sure that I was quote unquote qualified to do that. But of course, looking back on it, it's like, who's qualified and who's not. It's just, if you have a, you know, if you got a vision for something and you want to do it, I just, I, now I go, just do it. Let's, let's see what it, let's see what it takes. Started doing the handmaid's reckoning. I called it the handmaid's reckoning, just kind of on a take of Margaret Atwood, her book, the handmaid's tale. People are probably familiar. And you and I are actually, well, more you, but we're going to bring that back. Are we? Yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal is to bring that show back to really highlight a lot of the talent we have, whether that's female and or queer comics that typically don't get representation in comedy clubs or other venues. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think the representation things is an interesting thing because you know, last night I was having a conversation with a local comic here and she's like, well, I don't know if I really want to put you on that show. And I'm like, why? She's like, well, where it's located. I'm like, so you're telling me because I'm trans, you don't want to take a chance on me in front of that audience. Mm. And and it's like, and I understand that fear, but at the same time, I would love to go into an audience like that because I think my style of comedy is disarming enough where I poke so much fun back at me and make it more educational about how to and not speak to, you know, <laughs> trans people. Yeah, that I I honestly think even in conservative areas, I th- I still think I'm going to do okay on stage. And I performed in front of some pretty conservative audiences, pretty dominated by cisgender straight folk, and you know, mm-hmm. of all colors. And so, and I get right. laughs. And even one of our local friends here. I'm not going to name him, but even he said that to me, he's like, I've seen you get laughs in some of the toughest rooms in front of some of the toughest audiences where in front of some of the toughest audiences where other comics have gone up during open mics or other shows and totally bomb. But I go up there and I get the most laughs. Yeah. And I don't know. I just have a way of doing that. And that's the way I approach my comedy. So, but so enough on comedy, but you also mentioned coming out. Yeah. How does comedy play into coming out or how do do these interact with each other or are they totally separate from each other? Or did you decide to come out after meeting me and said, Amy's so beautiful. I need to come out as a lesbian. Yeah. Well, Amy, you are beautiful and I do love you. I know. Um, I, I will just just... friends. So we're working together. Okay. Yes. We're keeping it all professional. 
Exactly. It's interesting that you're asking me that because I have been thinking about that. I, I want to be more, I always want to be authentic in every situation, right? Like I always try to be as vulnerable and authentic as I can be. But I think now that I have come out, I don't think it was, it's, it's going to be more melded together now as I go forward. I like to tell this, I want to tell more stories and more jokes about me realizing that I was gay because I think for a long time, I just didn't. And now when I look back on certain situations in my life, I can see where I might have this little epiphany about, oh, I can see why that situation might've happened in my life because I just didn't know, or I wasn't conscious of it. And in the beginning of starting comedy, and this might happen to a lot of amateur comedians is you try to put on the face that you want people to see, or you think they want to see and you forget to be yourself or to figure out what your voice is and what kind of comic you want to be. I think I'm just starting what this is what four, almost five years into it. I'm just figuring that out. You know, it takes a lot of time to figure out what kind of comedian you want to be. What kind of voice do you want to have and what stories do you want to share? Cause everybody has a story. And I think now that I, not that this is the last awakening of my life in my mid forties being a late bloomer lesbian, but coming out has definitely inspired me more uh, to understand that we're always becoming right. We never get there. We're never going to get to the the point that we think we want to get to. We're always becoming something. And so I'm trying to embrace that and embrace the mystery of it all and not to get too uh, philosophical or anything, but I just realize how much I don't know about anything <laughs> in the world, right? Like the more I know, the less I really know. No, and that's a great point. And I think, you know, that's one of the things people have asked me about is like, oh, you're, is your transition done? And to me, I don't know if it ever will be. I mean, yeah, I think there are yeah. elements of it that are done. Do I think the surgeries are done? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do I think, do I think I'm coming out of puberty and progressing? But yeah, but am I always going to be exploring who I am and what it, what it means to be me? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's always going to be part of my journey. That's always, that, that's just built into who I am. I'm a curious creature that way. And so, well, Sarah, thanks for sharing some of your little life story with us and a little bit about your comedy approach and coming out. I think that's fantastic. I think, I think we should it over to Bill Satry so that way the big voice can um, ask our audience for some money. What do you think? I think that's a really good idea. All right. Well, we'll be back in about one minute after Bill asks all of you for a couple of your hard-earned dollars. And we'll be right back with more Transformation Thursday right after the big voice, Bill Satry. Did you know that most social media and podcast platforms do not monetize queer content and that it takes money and time to host, edit, and market a podcast? In an effort to not rely on advertising, internet search giants and huge social media platforms who rule the metaverse we're taking our pitch directly to you the listener of transformation thursday in an effort to get transformation thursday out to those interested in transgender and queer issues please head over to transformationthursday.com where you will find the podcast patreon page as Sarah and Amy continue to streamline operations, you will get commercial-free episodes, Patreon-only content, and bragging rights to your friends that you financially support Transformation Thursday. Patreon levels start at $1 a month. That's it? $1 a month to help get Transformation Thursday out to those interested in trans and queer issues? 
So direct your favorite browser to TransformationThursday.com and become a Patreon today. Welcome back to Transformation Thursday. My name is Amy Stevens. My pronouns are still she, her. They have not changed in the last minute. What about you, Sarah? I am still Sarah Cannon. My pronouns Yay. are still she, her. Absolutely. Well, what, let's take a few minutes and talk about, because you and I have done some pre-gaming on this, but I think we have some ideas here for the podcast as we move forward, right? Yeah, we do. I think we've had some good brainstorming sessions. You know, and I'm going to lay my cards on the table here for better or worse. You know, the co-founder of Transformation Thursday, my friend and former co-host, uh, Penny Sterling. One of the things that she really wanted when she was part of the podcast was to go more general with the idea of transformation. And I think that's really worked well for us. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the things that I look at it now, and I think as you and I talk about, is this getting maybe a little bit more focused and niche in what we bring to the podcast. And there's a couple of reasons for it. And one is it just attracts more people to the podcast when you become more specialized, more niche. So I think where we're headed is more specific LGBTQIA plus content specifically related to the trans and gender diverse communities. Mm -hmm. I had alluded to this on Facebook. One of the things that Francesca and I talked about, but is doing a series on surgeries and how trans and gender diverse folks approach surgeries or don't approach surgeries. Maybe there's a decision process. Like I was thinking about this one and I decided not to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and so I think having a lot of those conversations, I, you know, and I'd also like to talk to some trans and be people and say, okay, you know, you know, we broached this conversation back a little bit ago with, you know, my friend, Sarah Gadiso back in October. It's like, they identify as trans at this point in their life, you know, admittedly, so they're not going to go on hormones, but yet they still identify as trans and float in this non-binary space that suits them perfectly. And so I think those are also conversations like, why don't you want to go on HRT? Why would you want to go on HRT? You know, maybe somebody did go on HRT for a while, they got something out of it, but then they decided to stop. Why did they stop? What's in it for them? And so I think these are all different conversations because Penny and I have talked about since the beginning of this podcast, and it's come up through Natalie and through now you and, you know, even Francesca last year when she was on guest you know, hosting, you know, for Mm -hmm. a few episodes is there's no one way to be trans. There's no one way to be human. There's no one way to be gay, lesbian, whatever adjective you want to throw on the front of yourself. And so I think, you know, just hearing those stories and giving space for those stories, I think will be a nice, a nice way to get into 2022 on the podcast. Yeah. And I think this is why I'm really excited about being here because as, you know, a cis, uh, cis, uh, woman. Yeah. You're not het. I know. I just realized that when I said it, I'm glad I have you here to like keep me grounded in the right terms. (laughs) See what happens when I try to abbreviate something. I can't even get it right. Oh, Oh, yeah. No, but I appreciate that. I appreciate the questions and I appreciate because I think making it safe for everybody to have questions so that nobody feels like they have a dumb question, uh, especially on topics where not everybody knows, right? Like I'm still learning myself. Everybody's yeah. learning something. And I, that's what I really love about this is that I think it's a space for people to really take the time and engage with topics that could be uncomfortable, but don't have to be. Maybe they feel overwhelming. And maybe now because somebody's going to listen to an episode of this, they're a little more relieved. They're more like, oh, okay. I guess that wasn't as big a deal as I thought it was. Yep. Yeah. And I, uh, oh, sorry. Go, go ahead, Amy. We're doing really good on our first episode. I got to tell you. I'm the really glad. Cues. 
Yeah, I'm really good that I know how to edit. Um, yeah, but you also are going to bring. What are you going to bring to the podcast? Because you know this. These are. I. This is a my podcast. I mean, even sure. though, you know, and I want you to have you know level of ownership and buy in on this. But you know, what are you going to bring to this podcast? Because you know, you're going to bring a different viewpoint, and I get to learn from you as you get yeah. to learn from me and our guests. Yeah, that's true. I think one of the things that'll be really exciting to bring to people, as like I mentioned, I'm an interpreter. I work with the deaf and hard of hearing community. And I think there's a big intersection between, and again, I I put deaf and hard of hearing in the category of disability and people can argue about whether that's a disability or not. Everybody has a, a viewpoint, but disability intersection of disability with being deaf, hard of hearing and or queer there, yeah. there is, there is an interesting intersection between those identities and uh, someone like myself who has a lot of experience working with students and faculty and staff in a variety of settings who are, you know, human beings, just like we are, and they're dealing with their own issues in academia, in the, in, in the work world. And so I think it'll be, that's what I'm hoping to bring to it is the diversity within disability communities and being queer at the same time. What are these, how do we, how do we explain or mesh together these intersectional identities that are there? And how do we talk about them and, and kind of, kind of what you were saying about, you know, there's not one way to be trans. And I think the same is said for any, any kind of disability identity, right? Some people will say that is a disability. Some people won't. So it's, there's always interesting conversations to be had. And I'm, I'm excited to do that. Yeah. And I I think one of the things that you and I have been talking about as well is when we do get to the point of introducing the deaf and um, what's that acronym stand for again? Hard of hearing. hearing. (laughs) You got it. I mean, yeah, I'll, 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 yeah, I have this new acronym screaming at me on my screen in front of me. So the deaf, when, when, when we start talking about the intersectionality with the deaf and hard of hearing community, you know, we're also going to try to make this video as well. Yeah. So, and, you know, bring in subtitles and put, especially with those episodes, make sure that they get onto, you know, a YouTube or some other format where we can present those with the video and, you know, have the sound and the subtitles there at a closed captioning rather, and make sure that, you know, we are getting this information out to as broad of audience as we can. Absolutely. Yeah. Access is really important in a lot of levels. Yeah. And then finally, I think, you know, the one, the one area too, that we've been talking about is, you know, that legal component of being LGBTQ. We're going into, you know, the state, state legislature season again, which is always scary as a trans person. Uh, It's a square back in the crosshairs of the conservative folks. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, keeping our general counsel, you know, happy and on staff is important as well. You know, so Francesca and I have been talking and she's going to take the role this year of providing us 20 to 30 minute episodes about once a month. So the three of us will get the opportunity to talk and talk about legal issues and get some background on cases and kind of see what's going on there with state legislatures and especially the courts. Because yeah, unfortunately, it's really the, important, very yeah, important really, time for that. And, you know, but as we talk about these things, it's also important to remind people in our communities, too. It's, it's OK to turn off the news sometimes and to walk yes. away from the computer. So I know I've had to do that a lot. And then also we're going to be bringing on and we'll just spend a minute on this. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this, but we're going to introduce a new podcast down yeah. here in a month or two. Once you because you're going to be in charge of this new one more, especially from the editing and producing side. So the game plan is for me to teach Sarah about editing and podcasting from Transformation Thursday. And once she gets those foundation underneath her, 
We're going to spin off a second podcast, which we'll both co-host, but I will be in charge of Transformation Thursday, especially on the editing side, and she'll be in charge of Queer AF Comedy is going yeah. to be, the, so that'll be fantastic. So what are we thinking about that? What's that, what's that podcast going to look like, Sarah, or sound like? Yeah, I think it's going to be kind of similar to what you're doing. Well, I should see, look at, see, I got to get what we are doing on Transformation Thursday. I want to bring in guests and maybe do half hour interviews with comics from anywhere and everywhere who are female and or queer, BIPOC, allied comics, right? We want to bring in people and voices and lived experiences that maybe don't get enough attention and talk about comedy and talk about their experiences in comedy. So yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's a really good place to, I think a 20, 30 minute podcast, a weekly there would be great. And I think, you know, I love that vision of that, of what you, what your ideas are for that. And I think, you know, another part of that too, is also building out a platform and platforms where we can take three to five minute clips from queer and allied comics and put them online and feature them and get them out and start producing shows here locally, you know, in the Rochester area, Western New York, and, you know, build that market for queer comedy because, you know, I've seen it at my shows that I've produced. There is an appetite for that stuff. Yeah. And I think, you know, once we get, hopefully once we get, you know, this COVID stuff more to an endemic versus a pandemic, yes. you know, I think people are going to want to come out and know that they can come to a comedy show and not be made fun of for who they love or for who they are. Yeah. And so I agree. That's so that's a good vision. Yeah. So we should probably call the night. Yeah. We've been, we've been going at it for a little while, haven't we? Yeah. A little bit longer than I thought we would, but that's not too surprising. Both of us know how to talk. Thankfully, so, thankfully. Yeah. Some days, not so much, but today worked out pretty well. All right. Well, let's call this the, we'll get this episode up as quick as possible. We'll have uh, some guests coming up here pretty quickly. And But Sarah, happy to have you on board. Happy to have you local here. And maybe we can look at doing some episodes, you know, maybe in the same room together again. Yes, that would be wonderful. Thank yep, you Amy, so much. And till next time. All right. Until next time. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to another wandering yet informative episode of Transformation Thursday. The podcast is produced and edited by Amy Stevens and Sarah Cannon. Cannon. Because bitches love cannons. Thank you for listening to another wandering yet informative episode of Transformation Thursday. The podcast is produced and edited by Amy Stevens and Sarah Cannon. The general counsel of the Transformation Thursday podcast network is Francesca Rodriguez. Until we assemble again from the land of 10,000 lakes, my name is Bill Satry, the big voice of Transformation Thursday. Good night, everyone.